And I don't want anybody else, Duncan, because when I think about you... <laughs> you touch yourself. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. I love myself, <laughs> which is what I've been being told by my pod co-hosts uh, for ages. Uh, as ever, it is Tom. Hello. It is Dan. Hi. And in the wank shed up in Scotland is Duncan. Hello. And this is a very special one because we haven't done it in a while. In fact, it's been probably a month since we've done this format show. It's catch up getting to know you what have we been up to what have we seen what have we touched what have we sucked what have we held what have we fondled grotesquely between two sweaty palms i think it's just nice to hand these things over so let's crack on with the man dan are we going am i going first then am i well that's why i'm passing it over to oh, you all right fine and fuck you too <laughs> jesus Christ. i love you really i didn't mean to say uh, yeah well sorry go on then okay the mic's all yours baby <laughs> yeah um what have i been up to so what i like about this now is we've actually got stuff to talk about because we've left it a month before we've done done the last what have we been up to whereas we used to do like every two weeks so uh, i've actually been up to some stuff i've played a probably another 20 hours of forza horizon 4 <laughs> and i have now i'm now at a point banged out all the danger signs all the drift courses um all the speed traps all the speed zones I've done three of the six stories, I think, so far as well. I've played a bit online. I'm determined now for this to be the first Forza game that I complete 100%. Tell me uh, about the Forza 4 stories. Is it man sees car, man falls in love with car, man has sex with car up exhaust pipe, man <laughs> drives car? Yeah, yeah there is, there is, there is a, a very surprisingly explicit car fucking scene yes oh excellent yes. yeah um i so the um the first one that i did was aisha's taxis and by all means duncan just opened like all 40 cans you've got there or whatever you fucking <laughs> oh heard. sorry i didn't realize that picked up hang on of course it does it's a microphone <laughs> it wasn't usually it's pretty good it wasn't a it wasn't a can uh i was i was actually starting to play with the knife whilst i was listening to you Put right the carry fucking on knife yeah. down. you're not you're not bishop from aliens <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, guys, sorry. I've, just, um, I've called 999. Why? Yeah. I've just chopped my finger off. Yeah, I'm just playing yeah. knifey spoony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, right, done. Okay, good. Aisha's taxis, right? So what you have to do is you're the taxi driver and you drive a souped up London cab around and you pick up all kinds of irritating people and you drive them to a variety of different places. And the amount of times I've thought... If I could, if this was a mechanic in the gang, I'd just leave him in the woods. <laughs> um, it was was somewhat insane. Uh, that was a little bit irritating when you got to drive to Edinburgh and stuff from from like um, further away, um, <laughs> wherever from further away. Yeah, from, from not Edinburgh, not Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I Let's just call it Glasgow. Glasgow. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That's that's an okay drive. This this I'm talking about. Um, like from the south of England, like to 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 Edinburgh, that kind of thing. I mean, g going through Edinburgh is a pain in the bum because that one-way system can sometimes be a complete headache. 
Yeah, Absolutely. I'm not too concerned about when I'm drifting around Edinburgh, though. So, <laughs> um, so there's the great, there's this great YouTube channel yeah. uh, called PlayStation Access. Uh, I'm allowed to watch it because I have a PlayStation. Fuck so, you. Right, so fuck you all. Right? Fuck you. Fine. Um, and yeah. uh, there's a guy on it called Rob, who uh, always makes me laugh. Does these great features on Friday. Well yeah. worth checking out. The Friday feature is always like the seven useless things that gamers do that don't make any difference like you know when you're playing a driving game moving the controller oh my doesn't god do yeah so but but he did this one thing and he talked about it and he said that him and his sister ages ago used to play in grand theft auto they used to do this thing called 50 50 taxis so yeah. they would they would do the the taxi missions yeah and it, it would basically be 50 50 they would pick a person up they would toss a coin if it was heads they would take them to their destination. Yeah. If it was tails, they would drive them up to the top of a very big mountain and kill them and then push their corpse <laughs> off the edge and then they drive back into town and it was just, that that's what it reminds me of, 50-50 taxis. That it's sounds hilarious. I, I might try that. <laughs> yeah. Toss a coin as well. Yeah, just toss someone's a coin. Life. It's like, how little do these people know when it lands on heads? Oh, you could have been driven to the top of a mountain <laughs> and pushed off the edge. So, yes, I've been playing a lot of Forza. Um... That's pretty much all I've played on the Xbox. But, uh, uh, yeah, I've played... I think I can see where this is going. I've played some Smash Brothers. I've played some Stardew Valley. A little Stardew Valley. I've played a fair amount of Mario Odyssey. Right. I've played a lot of Mario Kart. And me and Good. Sarah have developed this new fun game, which is basically an excuse for her to shout at me. But it's um, <laughs> where one of us takes the left Joy-Con and the other one takes the right Joy-Con and we've got to control the cart around the around the course. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Except all it, all it is really is her just shouting, turn, turn, <laughs> turn at me. <laughs> and I'm turning as much as I can, but she's, she, yeah, it's not, it doesn't usually work that way. That's confusing, man, because most of the time, the only way to win uh, the levels, especially at the faster speeds, is to drift around corners and get mm. the boosts. Yeah. So that that's something you have to do. Yeah, because one of the, one of us turns and the other one does the drift. The other one has to do yeah, the hop. Yeah, because the drift's the drift. on the right trigger. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Fun, though. Um, and then I've picked up this game for 89 pence called Ding Dong XL. Yeah. Like, um, a lot of people listening to this probably know about this because this has been everywhere before and I'm very late to the party on this. This game is fucking brilliant. It's so simple. The, the idea is you have uh, a variety of blocks that move their way across the screen and you've got to move a ball from one side to the other without hitting the blocks. And it's that simple. It's, it's, what, it's a one-button game. But it is absolutely brilliant. I, 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 love I can it. vouch for how addictive it is yeah. because you gave me the Switch just to have a quick go on yeah. it and I pretty much refused to give you your Switch back. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> 89 pence on, on um, the Switch store as well. And you can change the, the shape of the little ball as well, which is fun. <laughs> so, so I've been playing a lot of Ding Dong XL. Um, a lot of Mario. I think I love the Switch. I think I think it's a really good console. I think, I think it's kind of a game changer. I think I'm willing to admit that now. We do need to do a Switch apologist. I th I'm thinking we'll get E3 out of the way and then we'll do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very excited uh, about uh, more Switch games coming out and potentially playing more Switch games. And I might need to buy Resident Evil 4 when it, at some point as well. <laughs> if, if it drops in price, because I like you, I, I almost <laughs> bought it. Nintendo eShop, though. Yeah, I know. Almost bought it for twenty nine ninety nine, yeah. but then I thought to myself, "Fuck you, Nintendo." Yeah, no, I've already got like four different versions of this fucking game. I'm not buying another one. I've got it on Wii. Yeah, I don't own a Wii. Is that it that's there? over there? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 I want it, but at the same time, I'm going to be very sensible and not very sensible. Yeah, like I'm ever very sensible. Uh, what else? You're going to, you're going to at least resist for a while. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to try to. Uh, other than that, playing some Starfinder, which is the um, sci-fi pen and paper RPG game. Uh, yeah. Playing that with Dan from Adventure Authority, which is a lot of fun. Uh, watching, I went to see three films at the cinema all related to each other i went to see a john wick one and two double bill at the prince charles <laughs> with uh terry who uh was on theatrical cut um he might still be i don't know what they're doing so um <laughs> uh that was a lot of fun those films are so good and then i went to see john wick three at the cinema as well which is every bit as good as the last two really really fun film that is a relief yeah like this the, the set pieces are more ridiculous but they are also more impressive if that makes any sense. The Something one, to do with a pencil, right? Not a pencil. There, there's um in a bit with a book. Yeah. <laughs> in um his interview with Simon Mayo, he describes John Wick as a master uh, with weapons of opportunity. Um, and that's that's how he describes like killing people with a pencil or a book or something like that, which I think really works. And that's very cool. In the first, in the first film, wasn't it? What, they kill someone with a pencil? No, that, that's it's the reference. It's reference. It's the story. Kills three men with a pencil. Yeah. A fucking pencil. Who does that? <laughs> and then in the second film, you see, they reference it again. Then you see him kill three people with a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a man of focus and commitment. Yeah. Baba Yaga. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fucking brilliant. I love those films. Uh, and then while I was at the Prince Charles, so for the John Wick 1 and 2, I saw uh, extremely shocking, wicked cruel and vile or whatever the film's fucking called with the the ted bundy one which oh. is the, the one with uh zach, zach efron playing ted bundy yeah good uh, no i didn't like it oh why? i thought it was quite disappointing i um it's one of those ones where they've made this film about something that happened in real life um so it's it's boring a film about ted bundy is boring I and mean, it's, it's entirely set in the courts pretty much and and the one thing I like was it's it's set from the viewpoint of uh, his like the, the the love of his life the one that he 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 truly did actually have feelings for, um, and as a result throughout the whole of the film it's it it's set like him defending himself saying he didn't do any of these things yeah, but I don't think a Ted Bundy film has the right to do that if that makes any sense because. We all there's no payoff when you watch Primal Fear, for example. Yeah. And throughout the whole film, you think oh, you've got a good idea that Edward Norton didn't do it, right? Yeah. And then at the end, when he turns around and it it, it turns out that he did fuck, he did do those things. Um. So I um. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it hasn't earned the payoff. Is, is the big deal there? Also, I'm not sure about Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. I know a lot of people liked him, but for me, he looks like him, but he still still like super charming Zac Efron and I understand that Ted Bundy was super charming but still it doesn't really quite work for me and then they show clips at the end of the actual court proceedings and it's way more interesting than the film so at that point I'm thinking I'll just watch the Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix then instead which is awesome yeah it's really and good. actually the, the 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 bits set in court are spellbinding because yeah. they are just it's just insane yeah watching this guy discredit his own defense lawyers yeah. um proposing and marrying the witness in the court yeah and even the judge at the end saying 
well, you know, if you were, if your path hadn't gone this way and all that sort of stuff, I would have loved to have seen yeah. you practice in front of me. It's like, what? Hang on. This is a guy who you've literally just convicted of yeah. murdering young women in grotesquely uh, disgusting ways. And you're saying you'd like him to practice Nora in front of you. Cause, what the fuck? Because all that stuff happens in the film as well. But And all that stuff happened. Yeah. But it's just not just doesn't play as well as 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 the real life situation did. yeah because it's one of those things that that you really need it to be quantified by this this semi-realistic world which the film just it just failed to me it just didn't get it right i didn't like it um and i thought the documentary was much better and it's the same director direct same director directed the film and the documentary. <laughs> really yeah yeah wow like hitting a miss after this he must be thinking i'm gonna film something not about ted bundy or i'm gonna do a documentary yes not about ramirez a real life <laughs> like kind of fictionalized film yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah because like, you've got to make up so much shit it's actually much more it's much more compelling and see when the subject matter is so fucking weird yeah. as ted bundy yeah, yeah. you don't need to, like to fictionalize any of it a just, true, just tell them what happened just this, this just the ability like to just shut off this part of him that's done all these things to the point where he can convince people that he didn't do it as yeah. well it's unreal to the point where they actually said he was almost chameleonic and yeah. you see some of the of course i don't think in the in the era of social media yeah that a serial killer like ted bundy gets away with uh, I think, uh, and sort of the proliferation of globalization and sorry, globalization and technology, in this sort of day and age, a serial killer like Ted Bundy doesn't operate as no. long as he did. No, he no, get, you know, the, these days he gets caught within the first few uh, crimes. Yeah, but because there was no cooperation between, you know, arms of the federal um, federal uh, police service and authorities yeah. at the time, he gets away with it because he can purely cross a state line and then that's it he's out of jurisdiction and they don't talk to each other yeah and well that's the biggest problem with the american um the american police force isn't it that they they, they just do not talk to each other so the film sucked balls i didn't like it like i, I it's been getting some se- semi decent reviews but i didn't think it was that it gave that. you a semi no no <laughs> no it did not no. <laughs> um what else have i been up to um Started Sarah on Critical Role. Oh, although I, we still haven't finished the first episode yet, so that might take a while. Uh, went to MCM. That was fun. Um, and did all. I uh, bought loads of Critical Role artwork. Speaking of which, uh, bumped into Jason Muse outside the uh, thing because he was there. Told him that I was a big fan. Um, it's just good. It's just a really good weekend. Like, there's not much to talk about really without like trying to explain what it's all about and it, it's a load of people dressed up as superheroes anime characters and game characters really. sarah's cosplay was awesome yeah it was incredible right yeah so that was the sunday we went and did that yeah tell everyone what, who she was oh she was meredith from dragon age 2 yeah, man. i mean she had to tell me that because i've never played dragon age 2 she looked <laughs> fabulous she looked great right yeah. yeah she's she's got the sword as well but she didn't want to bring it with her fair dues sword is massive it's about the same size as her i can understand that um what else did i do just, just spent too much money on on all kinds of like stickers and like artwork and and weird little things and it was just fun i just like going to them everyone's friendly everyone's super friendly it's a nice experience and you 
get to just be a complete nerd for 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 a weekend like, uh. not that i ever don't do but but it's it's just a lot of fun to to see a lot of the costumes which are all generally very good like if someone's taking time and effort to uh, the amount of time and effort they do to put into some of these then it's it's it's, it's worth it even if it's a bit of a swing and a miss but, but yeah. you know what i've never been to one of the big hmm. uh, comic expos which is something i really should change at 35 years old um but i did once go to a kind of uh one of those sort of sci-fi gatherings yeah. and it was being held i'm not kidding in the gym at watford's leisure center there's a few of them like that yeah and i went in and on my right was vicky michelle yeah you know from uh hello hello yes. yeah. and sitting next to her was the guy that played hair flick the original hair flick and that was that was the best thing ever i i spent far too much time with them and then to the right of them yeah. was fucking Ian White, the guy that played um, uh, that played that played the mountain in Game of Thrones, oh, okay. and mm. the engineers in Prometheus, yeah. and the Night King. Awesome. At one point, <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, and a Predator. Yep. Uh, in Alien versus Predator Two, which was shite. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, was it Alien versus Predator Requiem? I think it was called. Um, and then. Opposite them, oh, I'm not kidding you, were three guys who played stormtroopers in one or other of the Star Wars films. Yeah, who were, who were asking for five quid with every for every autograph, and I was like, "That's quite cheap." I yeah, but I'm not paying that that money to get an autograph of no. a guy that was in a in a you know literally it's a guy holding up a photograph of of just a guy in a stormtrooper uniform saying that that's me. It's like it could be anyone in there, mate. And so. You're uh, not the same size. You so were. Sebastian Stan, who plays Winter Soldier, was there, um, and he was charging I think sixty-five pounds for like an autograph or something. Jesus Christ! Does the yeah. guy not make enough money already? Um, well, he made a ton of money this weekend, I'd imagine, because the yeah. queue was never small. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was just cash he puts in his pocket. No, I'd imagine the the it's the convention that that put it on. So I'd imagine he gets a cut of it and they get a cut of it. So. It's just insane. Yeah, nuts. No, fair play to him though. I think, but yeah, no, it was great. I had a really good time. Um, met loads of really nice people. Really good. I, I thoroughly recommend it. Come to LFCC with me because I'm going to go in July if you fancy it. I'd talk. love to. Yeah, just let me know when it is so I can make sure I pick a day, and that's my day. Uh, okay, so it's going to be the 24th to 26th of July, I think it is. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm going to go on the weekend, but you don't have to go for the whole thing. The weekend. Yeah, I'm going to be going Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or July. 26th to 28th, sorry. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And then I'm going back to MCM in October as well. So, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And, yeah, Sarah's cosplay was amazing. So uh, I think that's about all I've been up to. Like, I feel like I'm missing TV. Oh, yes. Started watching The 100. Whoa. <sighs> so... I don't hate it as much as you do, Duncan, but I will... I don't I don't hate it. I really... In, I started off really enjoying it, and then I think... It, I found it incredibly addictive. Yes. I couldn't stop watching it, because it was on Amazon or something. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I I, I churned my way. Oh, my God, and that's, that it describes it. it starts perfectly. off really good, but then eventually it starts getting a bit irritating. So I'm now on season four. I'm about halfway through season four. What's and, happening in season four? I can't remember. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Because like, cause if I start describing it, then I give away the endings of season three and then season two and then season one. 
So, uh, but I think it's been it was on E4. Yeah. For a number of years. Okay, but and it, it's I, I think even season four was on yeah, E4. Sure, but I don't want to just blurt out like a f- big twist at the end of season three that w- is what season four is all about. That would it's... be pretty harsh. <sighs> they were dead the whole time. Damn it, Tom. Yeah, no. Is season four the one where the don't, planet is... Don't do it. Don't, it's just all, don't do it's it. even don't, on just the trailers of don't, E4 just don't series. Do it. Just don't do it. Let people go into this as as raw as possible. Oh, oh Phrasing. <laughs> Let them go in dry, Duncan. Okay, so I will say that there are comparisons to Battlestar Galactica. That is the one thing I'll say. And the best description I heard of it was that it was like uh, Battlestar Galactica for dummies. Um, And I think that's pretty fair. People who find that sort of stuff a little bit too confusing. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. And there are some comparisons to the point where you go, is this set in the same universe as Battlestar Galactica? (laughs) Because there's some stuff that happens in it that's... Very Battlestar Galactica-like. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so the story of it is uh, 100 teenagers that are criminals but not old enough to be thrown out of an airlock are sent down to a planet and forced to fend for themselves. Turns out that, that after a, a nuclear apocalypse, uh, turns out there are people still living on the planet and then it's all about their interaction with the people that live on the planet and them trying to survive. That's the season one plot, and it spirals into a number of different ways. Where did you lose interest, Duncan? Uh, I think which I can't remember which season I got. Re- I can't really reveal. There was the or maybe it hadn't become free on uh, Amazon Prime, mm. and it might have been the point. Uh, it's the point where there might be the next nuclear missiles. And that, that I mean that's that that is that bit that doesn't really reveal much apart from I mean the concept is that the Earth is a radioactive mess. Um, yeah, and there are yeah, there, there there are issues in space. Everyone comes down. There's way too much makeup. Um, and that's the part because I got quite into I did get into the 100 I li- watched the 100 I watched uh, Fringe and I watched uh, the other one uh, Resistance or something oh was that any good uh, is that the one about the alien invasion yeah, is that the alien invasion one one of them yes uh, is that Resistance there's a few that are the similar like the 100 Resistance is the alien invasion one and then there's another one which is uh, to do with the, uh, co- uh, suddenly technology go. Sorry, uh, the technology goes. Uh, someone creates a technology that is really dangerous and cuts out all the power, and suddenly go back to 19th century uh, America, and that gets also. I can't remember if that's called the Resistance or the other one is called the Resistance, and one is based in St. Louis and the other one isn't. I think the resistance is the one based in St. Louis, and there's a whole ring. And I watched a couple of series of that. That was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That, that, was, sound, that uh, sounds cool. entertaining. Yeah. I, I think I think um, the hundred is the most compelling seasons of the first two seasons, and then afterwards it does seem to feel like, and this is what's going to be the big problem in the next series, and then this is what's going to be the big problem in the next series. Um, so it's almost like crap, pointless. 
Sure. <laughs> 98. Uh, that's <laughs> kind of <laughs> reminded me that something 44. else I've watched as well. Oh, I watched uh, the new series of Taskmaster. It's the other thing I watched. Nice. Uh, with, yeah, it's, it's been quite good. Not as good as the last series. That's, that's me done. That's me done. I'm wrapped up. Well, and I, I know you also, and because we uh, we both sort of watched it, uh, love Death and Robots. Oh, God, I haven't even talked about that yet, have I? That's how long we've not done this. Yeah. I, I love Love, Death and Robots, but do you want to... Li- you, you can talk about Love, Death and Robots, and I'll, I'll interject if, if you want, Duncan. Don't spoil yeah, too much yeah, of it, because we'll I want to watch it. Yeah. Don't spoil too much of it. So just about halfway through, we'll start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's no, there is no continuity in the episodes. It's absolutely fine, but yeah. Fair dues. Can I go next? If you want to. I'm yeah. almost yeah. aching. I'm almost aching. Yeah. So I've been doing all sorts of stuff. I've been watching, revisiting some classics, revisiting some Blackout of the Second. I've also been watching a lot of Always Sunny because why not? Um, in the last month was actually when I finally got round to watching series 13 of Always Sunny and watched it all the way from start to finish. And it finished with that fantastic dance by Mac, which I spoke about in the previous episode. It's unreal. Which was just absolutely amazing. Beautiful, honest, open. I mean, Rob McElhinney, I mean, just genius you're a genius you are a genius well done that was just genius um but i wanted to touch on the game that i've been playing uh actually relatively recently because i haven't played it for a long time and there's a second game in the series coming out sorry i say second game it's actually going to be the third vampire the masquerade game oh i see so originally there was vampire the masquerade and then the next uh, game was vampire the masquerade bloodlines and there is a Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 just around the corner, which I'm resisting uh, paying for um, like a sort of a pre-order because I'm not going to be sold on anything until I read the reviews. Yeah. Um, the I've, So I've been replaying Bloodlines. I downloaded the... Uh, I got my... Sorry, I found my CD, shoved it in the in the in the cd-rom which mm-hmm. i was surprised to see still works on my pc game my pc um because i really genuinely didn't believe that um that sort of stuff worked anymore yeah. i thought it was all just digital but it worked i downloaded the latest version of the unofficial patch which is now at version 10 uh, yeah. and i have to say that is a mark of this game's longevity because fans when the game was first made by troika it was built on the source engine which is what half-life 2 was built on they said this is what valve said you can use our engine but you cannot launch your game until we have launched half-life 2 so they launched it the same day as half-life 2 uh which obviously was a massive uh pull away from their game Mm -hmm. resulting in it sort of disappearing however it is a marvellous RPG, a very much of-the-time RPG. Nice little hub worlds, great story, really made you feel like a creature of the night. Set in White Wolf's absolutely fabulous World of Darkness, which is a very sort of high... It's almost like Tarantino's Realer Than Real World. Mm. It's a darker, more seedy, dingy version of our uh, world, populated with vampires, werewolves, blood sorcerers, magicians, all operating in... A sort of a modern day uh, equivalent of Los Angeles, if you like, uh, which is where Bloodlines is set. And fans have been slowly uncovering loads of stuff that wasn't finished. It was all very buggy when it was first released, but I think the uh, Troika themselves released a patch which sort of patched up a few bits that didn't work, like some (laughs) game ending crashes, straight to desktop crashes. But there was loads of cut content in there, and there's loads of different things that you can do that that basically 
very dedicated fans dug into the uh, into all the code and found, and their unofficial patch that they've called it is now version 10, restoring all of this cut content, all of this stuff that was it was deemed unreleasable, repopulating a lot of the cities, making the hub worlds feel a little, little bit more involved. Um, it's just an absolute. It's one of those things where the game was not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but people are treating it like one they're restoring it they're nurturing it they're loving it and i have to admit playing through it again it's so much fun it's so good it's wonky shonky it's lovable but it's just if you want to feel like you know one of the vampires in blade going around feeding on people running random missions doing errands getting involved in a crazy story dealing with being a member of a specific bloodline in the you know a cursed um, a cursed being it's it's absolutely fantastic it's a great little rpg and what i love so much about it is the bloodlines thing really matters so there are eight vampire clans that you can join with and they're all called the curse they're basically the curse of cain so cain is supposed to be the first vampire you know after killing his brother abel mm. and so cain is the father of vampires and blah 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 and every generation of vampires um the the curse gets worse and worse and worse and there are different clans. There's the Tremere, they're blood sorcerers. There's the Malkavians, who are insane, like sort of seers who can see into the future, my favourite clan. There's the Toriador, who are sort of artistic actors. There's the Ventru, who are the leaders. Um, there's uh, the Nosferatu, who, as you probably imagine, are the ones that are all warped and twisted and gross. There's Gangrels, who uh, sort of com- commune with the... Um, commune with the animals like spirit animals like wolves and things there's a bruja who are the fighters and there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head oh Timitsi who are flesh crafters oh and the Giovanni who are basically a mafia family who embrace only their own kind they keep it in the family Mm. Um, and it's just brilliant Um, it's really cool and, and picking a clan completely changes the game and the dialogue all the way through so if you're a Malkavian you're insane you're a fucking gibbering wreck like you can barely you can barely hold conversations with with people with the, with and they they physically you can see them like because it's using the source engine the facial uh, sort of stuff is really mm. clever like you can see that they're confused by what you're saying they actually go wait what you're oh man you're a malkavian like fucking hell you are fucked man um you know and you get into an argument with a stop sign at one point the tv <laughs> starts talking to you um you get in, you get into an argument with a uh, with a bus timetable as well which is crazy and you can take on a ghoul who slowly becomes more insane as as the time goes on it's just great i've been playing it and absolutely loving it bloodlines 2 is just around the corner and i mean if they they capture a fraction of that they they'll have some distilled gold it's it's based on a tabletop rpg isn't it it is world of darkness yeah, yeah. so vampire the masquerade is always the whole thing they they call it the masquerade yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> the vampires are all among all all around us all among us and it's they they preserve themselves through the masquerade mm. it's very cool i'm looking forward to bloodlines too um other things i haven't seen end game yet yeah which is really sad i'm like probably i'm probably in the one percent of people who haven't seen it now yeah um but uh yeah other than that we went to center parks for a little bit nice. i took my switch with me yeah. i played quite a lot of mario kart i love mario kart i played quite a bit of zelda yeah played a little bit of skyrim on there as well and <laughs> i have to admit, cheeky go skyrim a cheeky little go at skyrim fell asleep with it on my face you know that's that's how it is <laughs> just just get it on there and go you know oh skyrim blah, blah, blah. um yeah 
that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to catch you up on, really, was yeah. that, right, I've been playing Vampire Bloodlines in preparation for Bloodlines 2. I really fucking hope it's good. You said you downloaded a load of 360 games as well. Oh, there is a backwards compatibility sale on Xbox uh, Live at the moment. Thank you, Dan, for reminding me about that's that right. one. Um, I absolutely love this, that backwards compatibility is properly a big thing for xbox at the moment so much so that they have this whole section on the store right now which is just choking with games and not just xbox 360 backwards compatible but xbox like classic mm. xbox games are on there as well so you can pick up stuff like um knights of the old republic knights of the old republic 2 is now backwards compatible oh, is it so fucking get your hands on that because it'll only cost you a few quid to play quite possibly one of bioware's best rpgs ever Oh, sorry, I thought we said uh, KOTOR 2, not uh, Mass Effect 2. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yes. Well, KOTOR 2 is still one of the greatest uh, greatest RPGs ever. I heard KOTOR 2 again, not a Mass Effect 2 <laughs> again. Yes, yes. Getting... KOTOR 2 <laughs> is brilliant because instead of doing the standard thing that a lot of publishers do with Star Wars games, is instead of you being an all-powerful Jedi from the start and just sort of learning skills and things like that, you are a Jedi who was voluntarily, after the end of the war, that in the first game was between Revan's forces mm. and the Mandalorians and then the New Republic, you are a Jedi who sided with Revan, activated a super weapon that caused untold, awful casualties, and you cut yourself off from the Force voluntarily. Mm. And you were the only Jedi when the Council ordered all the Jedi that had sided with Revan and Malik to return to the Jedi Council, you were the only one that did. You cut yourself off from the Force and you went into exile. Mm. That was your punishment. The game picks up with a new race of Sith coming, a new sort of triumvirate of Sith Lords coming back and beginning to devour worlds. And the only person that can save the galaxy is you, the Jedi Exile. Nice. Classic example of a grey Jedi. Good, bad, doesn't matter. It's like Kyle Katarn. Good yeah. or bad doesn't matter. Force powers are not inherently good or evil. It's how they're wielded. And that's the whole point of this game. It's a very, very interesting, very nicely woven story with even the most good Jedi coming across as backstabbing assholes, yeah. panicking to save their skin <clears throat> while operating under the guise of trying to save the Jedi from these new Sith. It also has my favourite Sith Lord of all time, Darth Nihilus, in it, who is can't even speak. Yeah, is so awesomely powerful that his voice transcends understanding. He literally just speaks in a kind of a sort of like purring, weird kind of voice. And he, people say you can't hear his voice; you can only feel it. It's like a rumble. When my master spoke, like when I think one of it, one of the jedi who he devours says something like who, who he eventually devours and takes on as an apprentice she says something like, and when my master spoke nothing spoke again on this planet which one's he darth nihilus is the one with the mask the white yeah, mask the awesome with the red mask. yeah, 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 yeah with the red yeah. lines he's he's literally not alive he's he's his essence his cloaks yeah. he's got there's nothing of him in there it's literally he he something happens to him fractures him in the force yeah and he becomes basically just a mindless uh, sorry sort of a, a mindless essence until he could bonds himself into his own armor and he's basically give you know that's his corporeal form is his armor so he holds he's holding it together if you know what i mean mm. and his mate darth scion is so uh, is so into the dark side his yeah. body is purely held together by dark side energies 
There's, he's literally the kind of person that if he gave in to the good side would die immediately because his body is so fractured and torn and ripped. It's crazy. That is awesome. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, so I picked up a few bits and bobs. I picked up Spec Ops, Spec Ops The Line again. Oh, that game is so I've good. got a few versions of it already, but they're on disparate platforms and it's nice to have it on one I or two. I genuinely believe that might be in my top f- maybe five games of all time. It is fantastic. It's a proper proper spine thriller mm. the whole way when you suddenly realise the implications of the actions that you've undertaken yeah. in that game wow yeah really, so, really I mean, good we should do a love letters to spec ops at some we, point yeah I wouldn't mind playing it again first actually I think yeah. that's the way to go yeah because it's not a long campaign is it it's, no. it's, it's just a really good campaign no, it's, it's unbelievable don't look at that game yeah or watch any of the trailers yeah. and ever assume that it is another run-of-the-mill Call of Duty knockoff. Yeah. That's and that's all you want to know about it before you play it. Is yeah. that it's not like that. It's not. Yeah. It may feel like it. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Definitely. It's not. I bloody love that game. Yeah. It is a fantastic commentary on the choices we make, not as gamers, as people, as people under orders, mm. people, uh, and also how people will do anything to protect their their vision of themselves yeah or how they'd like to be seen and how they deal with stressful situations yeah yeah, yeah. anyway that that's me done cool. duncan my darling <laughs> uh i am gonna look up uh spec ops and do it download do it um uh i was asking emma what what we, what have we gonna go up to and she said well we we went to the cinema once and we saw Endgame. Um, seems a long time ago. Um, we then, Emma was like, I don't think I've seen some of these films. Uh, so we watched Thor. And she's like, eh, it's all right. I was like, yeah, it's all right. Quite enjoyable. Uh, and then we did watch, uh, or started watching, we haven't finished watching Age of Ultron. Obviously, I've seen it. But she just, we got interrupted so we couldn't finish watching it. And we like, about half an hour left to go and she's like ah, this action scene the end action scene is just a bit long isn't it also there's a lot of more cleavage on show it's like yeah there's certainly more cleavage on the show um she's been watching dawson's creek uh i've been watching the umbrella academy oh you're still uh, watching it excellent i absolutely love that i haven't finished it mm. uh yeah it's enjoyable it's all right um it's taken me a while to get into it. I am quite enjoying it. It is pretty good. It is a pretty Why don't you clever. Tell us what happens in the last episode. You, I'm joking, Duncan. It's all right. Um, I mean, it's been out less time than the hundred has. Um, I always felt times. guilty about watching the hundred because I used to watch it on E4 and then I watched it on Amazon. I was like, this is, I'm not going to admit that I watched this, but it's sometimes a bit enjoyable. And then I, I think I got a bit tired. I, I just tired myself out with it because i was all watching other stuff anyway um i haven't been watching the hundred uh on pond dan's recommendation um i have watched uh love death and robots um i love it two bits it is i haven't finished it i've been watching it whilst feeding uh fillin uh, so they're having some very in- emma's walked into some very interesting things i'm going <laughs> at eight in the morning watching it at eight in the morning is somehow quite amusing so like, oh it's a sunday morning oh well you're up oh well oh well it's half seven oh we'll just i'll watch this and feed you and um yeah i, I it's been it's been great i mean i can see why you compare it to 
like Black Mirror, but I kind uh, because Black Mirror, I, I think of it uh, of um, some of the Love, Death, and Robots mm. as if they are perfectly Philip K. Dick novels because some of them just don't finish the way you would think they should, and they're just these little snippets. Um, not always dystopia, sometimes quite steampunky. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's one of the best things on uh, Netflix. Uh, I read Good Omens in time for it to come out nice. in four days. Um, yeah, the book is very, very entertaining. Um, yeah, Love, Death and Robots. Mm. I still need to f- watch more Expanse, but because they are quite sloggy, not sloggy, but need to... Uh, need to pay attention. I don't know. Yeah, I need yeah. more time to be able to watch it than we currently uh currently have oh, what else there was something else um obviously i've just been going through my uh reading the web comics which people do and very much enjoying them um all various degrees of dystopia or not as the case may be and some of them are very funny realm of owls is just ridiculous but it is quite amusing um if you just like owls want to see what owls. owls might do as a civilization it's just a bit Ooh. stupid yeah Ooh. 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 uh games Ooh. um emma's brother came over uh which was great so it gave me an excuse to warm up the xbox so we played grand theft auto 5 um sort of like starting from the beginning and it is so smart and i just like now obviously because it's on xbox one all the other online stuff it adds and it is so much different it's not so much different but it is nicer to play than on uh the the 360 so that's that has mainly been what i played i did finish a mission on jedi knight uh jedi academy jedi knight 2 or whatever that is quite good still good fun uh probably a feel like there was something else no probably not we watch a lot of poirot we watch a lot of itv3 so there's a lot of poirot and uh vera I've, that i watch yeah i've not watched vera i've watched quite a bit of poirot though i like poirot poirot, poirot. poirot. Yeah. uh yeah it's really funny to see who's in the, some of the older episodes you're like he's in it jeez like um capaldi is in one there's some, you know, I picked that because uh, it's the only one I can remember. But there are some, some quite big names that uh, crop up. Um, that is, oh no, actually that was quite entertaining. I did watch Inside Out because it was on TV, and that that's quite a cute film. It's an amazing and, film, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. What Philan was fascinated because it's all just bright colours. Yeah. And so um, the other thing is I did actually try and play GTA 5 whilst holding my son, which was very difficult to do. (laughs) Try driving when this 10, 11 week old is sometimes sort of waving arms about. He's like, I'm going to do the shooting range. (laughs) Something you're going off aim. Um, He got bored eventually because I'm just not doing enough to keep his uh, attention. (laughs) But um, I'm like, look, I've just got to drive around a bit. I've got to find a garage. (laughs) Having a go. Anyway, that was... um, I was going to download uh, Inside Mm -hmm. because I haven't got around to doing that yet. But I haven't actually got around to doing it. I was like, I'll get a chance to and never got a chance to. So, um, yeah, uh, 
I would still highly recommend Stand Still, Stay Silent. It is a really good, entertaining, uh, entertaining comic. Um, I don't think there's anything else. No. So, yeah, that's about it. But Love, Death, and Robots is so good. It's stunning. It's like some of the artwork in it is absolutely stunning. Like, um, it's so it's Blur Studios. And it makes you think that if if we're going to get another animated Halo film, these are the guys I want to do it because it looks yeah. fantastic. And I'd, and I'd love them to do like <sighs> Halo Legends two mm, or something yeah, like that, which yeah. is what Love, Death, and Robot is basically is it, similar to with much darker stories. My favorite is the one um, with the uh, where the the people that are traveling across space and they get the the the, the there's a minor course correction and it it just completely throws them off. Oh, that is that is yeah. I also like the steampunk Hong Kong. Yeah, one. that's awesome. And um the well, the, the, ro- yogurt. the robots do <laughs> the yogurt is fantastic, yeah. Just just really like it's surprising how thick it gets considering um considering it's it's only like a 10 15 It does feel a bit episode. wobbly, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, no, no, it's it's it's, it's pretty firm yeah but it's um it's it's surprising that they can fit that much in yeah, yeah um, absolutely. In, in 10 15 minute episodes i love it i think it's great and the, the one with the robots on um on the holiday the, on holiday <laughs> that's really funny as well. that is a very clever twist i'm like yeah actually you know what i could see that i ran it past emma she was like yeah that's blatantly what's going to happen yeah as soon as that happens we are done for <laughs> and that doesn't actually spoil anything so no. don't worry tom this we haven't given anything away that will spoil your enjoyment of it it is each one is different there is no continuity but it which makes it wonderful because you can just dip in anywhere um oh i did start out ah, that's the other one i having sort of bigged up uh look out for this uh, which is wandering earth i did start watching it oh was it good uh, it uh, yes yes it is no, uh, but i've watch. managed 12 minutes of it <laughs> because i'm okay. like all right so- i can watch this you're you're going to sleep oh no you're not well, i've got tw- i got through 12 minutes uh, but it is enjoyable it is ra- the well it I- is very expansive feeling awesome it well- is Really good. I really recommend it. Give us, you can give us a review when you finish an episode. <laughs> no, it's just a film. Oh, is it? I didn't okay. realise. Yeah, it's like a two-hour, two-hour, five-minute film yeah, or something. Yeah. I thought it was a series, but no, it's, it seems to just be a. Uh, yeah, once I finish it, I will give you a review. But I would Love highly it. recommend that at least watching it because so far it's it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, excellent. Sounds good. So that's I think that's everyone, Tom. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we all feel pretty caught up now yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah I, think I think that's it well obviously except for russ he's been pretty busy as well though hasn't he so you've been listening to the too much time on our hands podcast as ever i was tom dan was dan yeah and duncan was duncan yeah yep yep dan did you want you to do your question question i you didn't know? do it in the last one did i no let's do it no. now. let's do it so, now so what i like to do is end the news ones with a question but i forgot to do it so the question is because i went to mcm um uh, last couple of days ago. God, I'm knackered still. Um, who would you like to meet at a convention? And they can be a character or they can be an actor or whatever. 
I would like to tick off my bucket list. So I met Vicky Michelle and I met the guy that played Herr Fleek. Yeah. And I so found out lower, low and character. I found out that <laughs> Herr Fleek and the um the uh, actor who played Helga do like a little double act now, Herr Flick and Helga. They go around like, you know, clubs and stuff like that and they you know, he is Herr Flick and she is uh, Helga. Um and they do like a sort of a little comedy duo. She yeah. wasn't there at this point. I want to meet Helga. I want her fucking autograph next to his. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> so I gave, to, to put it into perspective, I gave everyone the choice of anyone. Tom could have said Jesus if he'd wanted to. Yeah. No, but no. Helga. Helga from a low, low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duncan, your turn. Um... Well, if it's anyone, I mean, it would be quite. Uh, I, I mean, it Sounds would be like quite cool someone... to meet Rasputin, just to see if he was that <laughs> nice. crazy um, mofo. I mean, the other it's Rasputin or Cortana. Uh, I mean, you oh, know, that's a good, like, that's a good one. Uh, like that. Halo Four Cortana. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's just because I'm probably a colossal perv. <laughs> yeah. Blue boobies. Pretty okay. well. This isn't going as well as I planned, but sure. Dan. Oh, I, I had actually... <laughs> Not as well it. as you planned. Yeah. Uh, what What do you want me... Okay, I mean, I would also like to meet the entire cast of Critical Role because hey. I'm loving that there. Is that a bit bad? No, I'm just... No, I'm more thinking <laughs> that... Go on, Dan, you show us how Currently, our convention is... Um, currently, our convention is Helga <laughs> from a lower low, Rasputin and Cortana. <laughs> What's it's, wrong with it's about as it's about as varied as that one in Watford I went to. <laughs> it's pretty fucking varied. You're right. You're not wrong. Um, Bender from Futurama. Ah, fair dude, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Who He'd else? mug you. He would. Yeah, maybe um, not necessarily. Look, I'd, I'd, I've met, I've already met Nathan Fillion, but 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 more so mm. actual Captain Mal Reynolds. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and let's let's try and think of an actor, an actual actor as well that I would love to meet. Oh well, Henry Zabrowski for starters from uh, last, the last podcast on the left. Yeah. I would love to meet Henry. I would yeah. love to have a chat with him because I I mean I share this the the whole Polish thing is is hilarious, but it would be funny to meet Henry. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I did I did an actor. Yeah. There. Uh, you guys did a character as well, so I feel like I probably should do a character. Go on, Tom. I would love to meet Tally from Mass Effect. Yeah. And I'd love to talk to her about what it's like being on the Quarian um, uh, Armada. There you go. Like there it. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I would also, it's obviously you can't, but it would have been nice if I ever had a chance to meet Terry Pratchett. He's like one of my favorite authors. There you go. That's, That's a, a perfect good answer. shout. Yeah. That is a great shout. Two authors actually, Pratchett and Ian uh, Ian M. M. Banks. Ian M. Banks. I would also like to meet George R. 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 It's magic. Isn't it J. R. And tell him to get back in your room and finish the fucking books. Apparently he has. Isn't it J. R. R. Hartley? Um, but I would I, okay. Actually, this is really good. This is good. this has got a whole thing rolling in my head now. I'd love to meet Roald Dahl. 
Oh, he'd be amazing. Yeah. And I'd talk to him about his early years of yeah. writing, like the great switcheroo, switch bitch, my uncle Oswald, those ones, the really old, like adult books he did. I would <laughs> also not... like to eat. Uh, eat? I'd, I'd love to eat. I'd love to meet Ian Fleming and yeah. talk to him yeah. about um, about his time in OSS. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's much more what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> then Helga from a lower low. That was bucket list. <laughs> and Rasputin. I love it though. <laughs> With it's Rasputin hilarious. though, you'd have to say like, look, it's been great talking to you. You are obviously mental. Yeah. Is it true? Put it on the table. What they say yeah. about your twelve-inch knob. <laughs> and if it is, but if it's riddled with syphilis, I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd still want to see it. Just, just pop it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, would also like to meet the cast from uh, uh, from Archer. Yeah. Just because it would be brilliant. Yeah, and or cool. sit in through a weird live recording, which it would be surreal. That'd yeah. be awesome. Right. Yeah, love it. There and we go. With that, yeah. Well done. Your question thing worked. Yeah, it's right, wasn't it? Excellent. You've been listening to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast, listening as ever to your hosts, Tom. Dan and Duncan. Russ can't be with us because he's still trying to push something troublesome out of his anus. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, we have no social media. Oh, and our social feeds are all TMTOOH, but we're not on Pinterest. Not on Pinterest, but we are on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter. Yes. Okay. And so we cue the music. <laughs> wow, seamless. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Nobody else. And when I think about you, I touch myself. Oh, anybody else? Oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh, I want you. I don't want anybody else. And when I think about Dan, I touch myself. Oh, oh, oh. I don't want anybody else. Dan, 